Welcome to the Bible Feed Podcast, a place for conversations about the Bible and faith in the modern world, where ordinary people come together to help each other understand the Bible better. Let's get started. So this conversation that we're going to have today is about grace. And that's a word that pops up um, fairly frequently, perhaps particularly in the in the New Testament of the of the Bible, and we just want to understand, you know, what's the concept behind that? What is it that we really need to grasp about that that concept and that word as it appears in in the Bible? So my name is Paul Davenport, and I'm really pleased to have Dan Parsons here with me to uh, to talk about this subject. And the the full title <clears throat> that we've given this subject is "Grace is the Only Way to Live," um, which is kind of an intriguing uh, an intriguing title. I, uh, it's intriguing to me because it's it's got a little bit of ambiguity mm-hmm. about it because um, you know at one level it sounds like grace is the only way to live you know it's just about how we live now or you could call the phrase it grace is the only way to live um, as though it's about some some future you know staying alive uh, forever or maybe it's both mm. uh, well we'll see uh, so so Dan why why this subject why why do you like this subject what what's the key thing that you think we should get out of exploring this subject so. So for me, I think many people miss the miss the trick when it comes to thinking about religion and faith. And um, they might think that religion and, and the Christian faith is a lot about rules of what you can't do or about being a, a good person, inverted commas. Um, and actually, I believe that when we read the Bible, that is not the message. OK, the, the Bible tells us that we are saved through grace and that we need to understand that picture and rely on Christ and not rely on ourselves in our thinking. Yes. And, I think it, and I think it's really sad when people think that uh, it's so much about don't do this and don't do that when it's actually about freedom uh, and a joyful hope. So it's actually about a, about a, a perspective <clears throat> on, on, um, on the message of the Bible and how we approach mm. it. Yeah, and then how that therefore yeah. affects us. Yeah. Okay, so so where where should we look to start? Start so, looking at this in, in the Bible. So, so, so I, I'd like to read Ephesians uh, uh, nine verses from Ephesians chapter two. I'm reading the New International Version, and I think this really talks clearly that it's it's not about what we do and don't do, but it's about grace, and particularly um, verse eight and nine are are particularly critical in this. Sure. Okay. But we're going to read from the beginning of the chapter just to get the yes. flow yeah. of it. So Ephesians 2. Uh, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air. The spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that we, that you are saved, have been saved. And by and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace 
you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Dan. So that, I mean, it's just nine verses, but there's so much going on in there, isn't there? There's, mm. there's so many loaded phrases in there that, uh, that they're thinking about yeah. contemplating. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some of them sound quite, quite hopeful and positive, and some of them actually sound quite, quite hard and you know, negative mm. in many ways. So you've got this idea of being dead in your transgressions, um, but by contrast, alive with Christ. Um, you've got this phrase, I think it was in, in the NIV, objects of wrath. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, but then this message of hope coming out about grace and, and, and works right at the end, you are saved by grace, not, not by works. Um, and it's the gift of God. So, so there's some, some really, really important phrases in there that are worth thinking about and unpicking. Um, mm. But perhaps let's just think about some of those negative ones first. Um, because it makes it sound as though everybody is, is in this condition of, um, of being disobedient, an object of wrath in the sight of God and, uh, and you know, subject to transgression and sin and wrongdoing. Sounds a bit like there's just no hope. I mean, is that, is that really true of, of everyone? Is that, is that what this is saying? Um, so I, what the Bible shows is that it's not about... So if we trust in ourselves, in Paul being a nice guy Mm. and a good guy and all the good things that you do for other people or Dan or anybody else, I'm afraid if we trust in that, we're sunk. And this is really clear. And that's why it says these sorts of words. But it is the gift of God uh, through Jesus Christ. And so if we move our thinking away from focusing on Dan or Paul or, or yourselves, and focus on Christ. When we do that, that's when we have hope. And that's why this topic is so important, because it's about totally changing the way we think about ourselves and about the Lord Jesus. And, and when, when you um, illustrate this in, in, your, in your talk, you use this, um, this kind of scale or this spectrum of, uh, you know, evil at one, one end uh, at the left and, I guess, perfect, perfectly good. Um, and you ask us to think about people and where they might be on that on that scale um, yeah so so where would you put donald trump is he a good person is he a bad person take the politics away where would he be or or if you were talking um uh so we would probably put hitler right down on on one extreme yeah, there there are some easy there are some easy, easy ones easy <laughs> but but interestingly there was an, an example of solomon given when we did the talk and okay. Solomon is an example or Samson or maybe our lives where <clears throat> we, we have some good things in them but unfortunately we have profound weaknesses as well so where do we sit uh, in that situation and it's very subjective because the fact is we are brought up from the age of two or three to see everyone as goodies or baddies and actually in the real world that's not how God sees us yeah so we need a change of thinking you mentioned Donald Trump there I mean that's that's a perfect example of uh, of how subjective mm. that that judgment can be. You know, if it was left to us as human beings to decide who was who was good uh, and who was not good, um, it, it would be a highly subjective judgment. Um, you know, based, based on all sorts of things, our personal perspectives. Um, and, you know, and that's that's not the kind of thing you would want to throw your yourself onto and rely on and, and, and trust in. 
I certainly wouldn't want to rely on it for my life. Yeah. And I'm sure deep down, we've all got skeletons in our closet, yes. right? So it's not about the good works that we've done. Um, and this is the focus. It's about putting our trust truly in Jesus. So so th- th- this is actually a really empowering, amazing um not idea because it, it's a, it's it's a pure concept all the way through the Bible, um, but it, it it's something that we can easily fall away from and yeah. and fall back on rules and regulations and trust in those sorts of things and that they're, they're not the way forward unfortunately. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll come on to why that why that seems to be such a, a trend if you like. But even even if you take some just thinking about that scale of of, of, of good to bad, even if you take you know, some outstanding individuals like Nelson Mandela or, um, you know, Mahatma Gandhi, hmm. um, you, you still wouldn't put them right there at the perfect end of, end of the scale. No, no. Um, so on the scale, we had Jesus at 100% as a perfect, because we're told absolutely perfect and sinless. And I said in the talk, sin isn't just avoiding the bad stuff. It's also doing the good stuff. Yeah. Okay, so sin is missing the mark, and I um, I used the great commandment. The primary commandment is in the whole Bible is love the Lord your God with all your heart, and love your neighbour as yourself. Right now, yeah. now when you when you look at it in that context, actually our confidence and where we might sit might shunt further down because um, we realise actually there was so much good things that we could have done that we we weren't aware of or or unfortunately didn't do. Yeah. So, so you mentioned there, miss, you know, sin, uh, missing the mark. I mean, sin is a is a word that you don't find in everyday use. Mm. You find a fair bit in the Bible, and that that I think is the is the meaning behind that word is to is to miss the mark. And, and it's you know what we're talking about here is it, it's it's not necessarily uh, the positive side of this story. Well, we'll we'll come on to that, but it, it's it's certainly very biblical, isn't it? In that um, you know, in, in Romans, we have people have sinned and, and come short of the glory of God. You know, if if the objective of humanity is to reflect the image of God, um, uh, you know, when you go back to creation, then you know, we all miss we all miss that mark. And this is really important, Paul, because we could be the best Christian that we've ever met in our lives. We could be a fantastic man or woman of faith, right? And we're still nowhere. That's the honest answer. There's still a, a gaping chasm between Jesus and perfection and where everybody else is. Um, if we've all fallen short, which we have, and that's what the Bible says, then we've got no hope yeah. unless we recognised whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And our hope is in Christ and Christ alone. Yeah. So there's a different kind of solution uh, required that, that that we yes. embrace and yeah. and and recognise that that perspective. So so yeah, and as as you kind of develop the ideas in in your um, talk on this, you there was a little video clip that you used, which um, which was quite interesting. It was very simple. Mm-hmm. It was it was just a series of statements um, mm-hmm. in, of text coming up on the screen, um, which which run through in order. Um, and then essentially the video flips it and turns turns it backwards. And as you read through the same pieces of text backwards, it flips the meaning completely head. So, yeah. so I got I got some examples of of the of the things that appeared on the screen. So it was things like this. So it's a series of sentences like this. I am convinced of this because 
I know you, and all you are capable of is failure. You have made a complete mess of your life. I refuse to believe under any circumstances you can turn things around in the coming years. And then the video flipped and ran it backwards, and you see how it changes the meaning completely. You can turn things around in the coming years. I refuse to believe under any circumstances that you have made a complete mess of your life, and all you are capable of is failure. I am convinced of this because I know you. So that, you know, it was really interesting. Um, mm. kind of and, and it's that flick of the switch. And one of the reasons I want to do this talk, and it's talking to myself, not just to everybody else, is to recognise that change of thinking, that it's not about myself, it's about Jesus. Um, and it's really important because even, even when they, in the Old Testament, when they brought a lamb, for example, for sacrifice, yeah. the priest, who does the priest examine? Doesn't examine me because I know that I'm guilty. That's why I'm bringing the lamb. But the lamb is perfect. And that's yeah. the Lord Jesus. OK, so so it was illustrating that we need to to change, change our perspective away from a typical human way of thinking and looking at things and try and see this from, from, from God's, God's perspective. And, and, that, yeah. and that, sequ that little video also um, had little pieces about the effect that that change in perspective might have on us. It, it might, it, it will change us. Um, it's not just, okay, we've, we've, we can see it differently now. It actually changes us in terms of the way we, 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 we live our lives. And that's, that's the objective of, of the gospel. Yeah. And, and so we did have a quick reading about the life of Paul and how Paul changed. Mm -hmm. And I think if we're held in, it's all about we're in a cage and we've got to follow these rules. It's hard to really be passionate, right? Meanwhile, if we if we take the lid off and see things differently, and we see Jesus and what He's done for us, that is a completely inside-out motivation for changing our lives. So, so it's not saying that we shouldn't live good lives, but the reason behind it is completely different, and that's a that's a game changer for me. Mm. Yeah, so I suppose it's, it's, it's really about what is the thing that motivates and sparks the change in us. Um, you know, you can impose rules on, on people, uh, but, but it doesn't change them. You have to kind of force them to keep the rules. You know, you have to enforce those rules. Yeah. Um, whereas grace, the, the sort of things that we read about in Ephesians, the, the love of God, the grace of God thrown, shown through Jesus is something that actually gets to your heart um, and, and, and changes. So that, that seems to be, to be where grace comes into this. It's, um, you know, and it might be defined as, you know, receiving something you, you don't deserve. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, that's not a perfect definition, um, but I think it helps us to think about it, that, 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 that actually... Um, this is this is just wonderful things that God is offering us. We can't earn it, you know. The wages of sin and death mm. is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So it's a gift. We can't earn it, and and that's 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 where we are. But the people of Jesus' day, the Pharisees, they they were steeped in rules and regulations and what was perceived as right or wrong. And Jesus met with the tax collectors and the sinners and. Yeah. The, but Jesus was bringing words of grace and love and compassion. And we've got to be careful as followers of Christ that we don't fall into those judgmental pitfalls as well. And that we see just the wonder of God's grace in our lives and in others. Okay. So, so if we just think about the, the, the role of, of, of Jesus in this, of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus Christ. Um, I, I guess we're, we're in Romans. Um, we can just 
flick forward to Romans, Romans chapter five, which talks there about um, why we were, why were we yet sinners? I'm not sure what it is in the NIV. Maybe it's worth having a, having a look at it there, Romans. Why were we yet sinners? Yeah, why were we yet sinners? Christ, Christ died for us. So it's, you know, wherever we were on that scale of, of, of good and bad, and it kind of doesn't matter because, you know, we're all in the same boat. Um, Christ died for us uh, that we might be reconciled to him. So, so let's perhaps I can just try and um, summarize where we've got to so far. Um, so, I mean, you mentioned right at the outset that this is really about changing our perspective on what God is trying to do with us and through us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and understanding that, uh, and, and part of illustrating that is that um, all, all of us are imperfect, wrongdoers, sinners, miss the mark, fall short of the glory of God and all of that. So, so we're all in the same boat. It's a great leveler uh, in that respect. And, um, but the, there is something that can turn that around. Um, doesn't appear to be rules, law, um, but the grace of God, God through, through Jesus um, for, for forgiveness of our sins. So, so that, that's, that's fine. And uh, that is a fair summary of where we've got to yeah, so far. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so now you kind of look around and you reflect on that and your experience in your church. Um, and, and you kind of ask the question, well, why does, why does so much of religion, what happens in church appear to be about rules? and governed by rules that's a great question i'm glad you asked it Uh, and i think it's we need to remember this in simple terms jesus is perfect but his church his people his followers aren't i'm not nor are you and nor is anybody else um and it's it's easy to fall back on this black and white way of thinking goodies and baddies because it's easier to deal with um but but actually um the, the, the gift it's not easy to accept the gift yeah but equally if you were if you were a person reaching and searching for god i think it's a huge comfort to know that it doesn't matter what your past or your baggage or your problems um nothing's too big to separate you from the love of christ so it's just that trusting and coming forward and we're all in that position wherever on the spectrum we might be it doesn't matter we are putting our trust in Christ. It is the rules aspect of it, I think, is sometimes um, it just seems like an easier route to take in, in some ways. It's you don't have to think so much. Uh, you don't have to make difficult choices, difficult judgments um, if there's a simple black and white rule. And it, I mean, it's actually an issue that runs all the way through the scriptures, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I once heard the phrase grace is messy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, life is messy. <laughs> it's true. Um, and a life led by showing grace to others and showing the compassion of of Christ to others, and you see this in how he engages with with Pharisee, uh, sorry, the tax collectors and the sinners and the people rejected mm. by the religious rulers. He is just continually showing love and compassion to them. Um, but that puts him in conflict with the rulers and the expectations of people. Um, but we've we've got a choice. We either follow what is false, which is rules and regulations. And and actually, that is what we put our trust in, and that ultimately is an empty hope, or we put ourselves 
at the feet of Christ, like like the men and women who were healed and, and changed who met him. Yeah, that's, that's a really interesting observation about about who and how Jesus engaged with people, because what, what we read about is him engaging with the the prostitutes, the lepers, the tax collectors, those that the religious leaders had effectively put put to one side. They're they're just outside the scope of not worthy of of God's yeah. God's grace. Um, and and actually his fiercest criticism is for those that probably on the face of it looked the most religious uh, in, in that sense. Um, yeah, so, so what, what are the sorts of things, I mean, that's the time of Jesus, what are the sorts of things that perhaps in today's world might, might be reflected in that rules-based approach? Well, I think, I think we see that in, in churches across the land um, of every Christian denomination, but we also see that in other religions as well uh, and other faiths. And, and it's because it's easier. Mm. It's easier to fall back, but we have to have this change of thinking. Yeah, it's, it's also, I suppose, it's, um, it, it's seen by others as well. And, and there's, a, yeah. there's an aspect of, of yeah. pride that comes into it pride and status and uh, outward appearance but we're told throughout the bible in the old testament we're told that god doesn't look at the outward appearance mm -hmm. he looks at the heart um so actually this is quite an uncomfortable message for some of us if we've been reliant on what we feel is the good things we've done yeah. um so it's the old thing of um afflicting the comfortable yeah but comforting the afflicted yeah yeah and I, it's in some ways again, it's a um, it's a, it's a bit of a, a leveler because if if you imagine if uh, you know successful religion was about doing those good works and giving to charity and you know arranging bake sales and all that I don't know that kind of stuff. Um, if that's what it was all about, then your your circumstances, your individual circumstances, very much determine how effective you can be at that kind of thing. You know, if you're if you're quite comfortable, you know, in a you know comfortable house, you've got good income, then you've got a bit more opportunity to do that that sort of good works. Um, if uh, if you're not, then then you're going to find that a lot harder. And actually, this this uh, this perspective, you know, God's way of looking at it removes all of that doesn't it it, mm -hmm. it makes it a much fairer landscape well it uh, the gospel is for everyone yeah. isn't it from yeah. from a shepherd in the field to an executive you know on the trading floor what wherever and whoever god is reaching out to us yeah. um and for me what we don't want to do is miss it like the pharisees that they were super super committed you know they did all this positive their whole lives were religious far more than the mine but they missed the big moment they missed it and they didn't know jesus and that's tragic so there's a huge warning there it's so comforting that we can reach out to him but it's tragic if we if we miss that good news because we're just looking at all the money shy. yeah i mean they did they did more than just miss it they they yeah. actively rejected him and yeah. so, so they were threatened their way of thinking was threatened and i think this illustrates the point well that the, the religious way of thinking is not the, uh, what God has brought. God has brought something so much bigger and more sensational and wonderful than that. Yeah, cool. Okay, well, thanks, Dan. I mean, that, I think, has kind of brought us to the, the understanding of, of what the centrality of grace in, 
in the in the message of of the gospel. Uh, I mean, is, is there anything else you want to no. add to that at this point? Cool. So, so just to kind of summarise what what we've what we've covered then. So, you know, we've seen on a on a scale wherever you put people on this scale of of, of good to bad. You know, everyone's everyone's a, a wrongdoer in there somewhere. Some more than others, maybe. Um, but it is possible for for reformation for for a change. Uh, to be brought in us but we've seen that rules aren't really effective to bring about that change in in people um the way god's perspective and the way he's chosen the the best way the right way is, th- is through grace shown in jesus sacrifice is a much more powerful way to motivate us to change and, and to see things from god's perspective. through christ through faith in christ we can't be i don't believe we can be genuinely gracious men and women without christ yeah yeah so faith in him but we've also seen that that's that's actually a, it's a really hard perspective to to fully accept and take on board. And there's and it's very easy for perhaps a part of us. Yeah, we can we can verbalize it. We can say we accept it. But but then the way we do things, the way we are with other people, we can think about um, it's much easier to fall back on a bit more of a, a rules based way of, of looking at looking at things. Um, and I suppose in in some of the verses we've looked at, it's it's. It's obviously talked about Jesus, but it's talked about his his resurrection as, as well. So, so how how do you think we've answered the the original kind of statement? Grace is the only way to live. And my my question about its ambiguity. So, well, the Bible isn't ambiguous about it, <laughs> and it's God's message. So, um, you know, I I think that's incredibly clear, um, and and it's also the most exciting, stimulating way to live it calls us to a new light and to a to a new way of life so it, it's 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 wonderful for all of us. and and it does have uh, the, the future prospect of, of of staying alive living forever life with christ absolutely so we have the, the hope in christ that in the future we will be um uh, raised uh for, yeah. you know and we will we will be um we will not be bound to our sinful natures um in in the future after resurrection and i think that's so important so so we can truly then be the person that god wants us to be uh, and but that's another story yeah. <laughs> that's another thing to look at in a different podcast okay well thank you very much dan for uh, taking the time to to, to join us and, and think about this this subject it's it's clearly a a, a vital concept for us for us to get and it really really makes us think about our, our, our perspective so thank you very much and and thank you everyone for for watching this or, or listening god bless you've been listening to the bible feed podcast thanks for joining us we're always keen to hear what you think hear your questions or subjects you'd like us to discuss get in touch with us on our facebook page or send a message from our webpage at biblefeed.org and be part of the journey